I'll be back. Well, I, I hope that your 2023 was prosperous. I, I, I hope that you had grown in your knowledge of God and applying his written word in your daily life so that you could be led by his spirit in a quicker, easier way. You know, instead of getting knocked upside the head, you say, ah, yeah, that's right, Lord. And just move forward with him. And I pray that you're, you're, you were in good health all that year. And now here it is, the end of 2023. And tomorrow is the new year, 2024. I hope your 23 was really good. Now, if it wasn't, and people always have difficulties, but the key is, is if we hold tight to what God has for our lives, he's going to show us our purpose. And he's going to allow us to experience the life that he, Jesus Christ, came to give us. So it, it, we do have something to say. Amen? We do have something that we are responsible for, just like Pastor Ben was saying. It's, it's, it's really important for us to be aware of what we're thinking. It really is. And this is the title. Of, if, if your last year wasn't so good, uh, this, I'm hoping that this message might spring something in your life, like an aha moment. This is why. Because today's title is how this silence, the negative self-talk. Sounds like I'm talking to the right people. And you know what? I'm talking to myself as we go through this. Because do you, do you talk to yourself, you know, right? You know, I mean, everybody talks to their self. Everybody. Everybody does it. But the key is, what do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself? And I'm not talking about, oh, don't forget the milk. Uh, oh, yeah, pick up the kids. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about that. Those are just the normal things. Uh, you know, I'm talking about the ongoing self-talk, the stuff that you say to yourself over and over again in your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in the right place. You know, uh, what do you say to yourself when you talk to yourself? We have to be aware of this thing. We really do. We, we just, that's, that's this next year. Watch what you say to yourself. See what you're saying to yourself. You know, it's, it's like uh, <laughs> some things we get stuck on, don't we? Yeah, and a lot of times it can be what they would call a negative loop. Anybody on that? Yeah. We're, you know, with God's help, we're getting off that negative loop. Amen. You might be driving in traffic and, you know, you're not saying, oh, God bless all these drivers. <laughs> these are some of the best drivers in the world. <laughs> no, you're probably saying, I can't believe I'm stuck behind these idiots again every day, <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny. You might have... Wake up in the morning, you say you got a lot of stuff to do. And then 
you just start ramping that up and you say that all day, all day, all day, and then, then at night you say, well, I didn't get anything done. I didn't get anything done. I didn't get anything done. If you struggle with money, maybe you're always saying, I'm never going to make it. I'm always going to struggle. You know, if you have trouble with relationships, you, you might be saying, I can't trust anyone. Or when you do something wrong, you tell yourself that you're an idiot. Nothing ever works out for me. I'm always flubbing up. Every time, all the time. Anybody say that? All the time? Yeah, hands are going up. <laughs> but it's not all the time. See, it's really important for us to understand what we say to ourselves, it really matters. Because your thoughts and your words are more powerful than you think they are. I'd like you to turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs. Proverbs. It's right after the book of Psalms. Proverbs. And we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 4. And I'm going to read out of the New Century Version. It is a translation. It's not a paraphrase. Because it says there to be careful how you think. Because you know why? Because your life is shaped by the way you think and what you say to yourself. I want you to take a look at this, and it's really important because this is a helpful scripture. Even though you might think, oh, man, I'm just really under the barrel on this, but we're, with God's help, we're getting over the top, amen? We're going to recognize what we're doing, and we're going to actually start to think God's thoughts. It starts off like this. Be careful how you think because what you think shapes your life. A lot of your scriptures, your Bibles will say, be diligent, guard your heart, for out of your heart flows the issues of life. Amen? It goes back to how we think. Amen? Uh, it's really important for us. It's really important for us. It would be good to underline that in your Bible because that's God speaking to you. Amen. You know, psychologists would call this the law of cognition. 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 <laughs> Essentially what that is, is the way you think determines how you live your life. Your life. Okay? And it's true. It's true. What you think, what you say to yourself impacts the way you live. Which will then impact what you believe. And then it'll impact what you do. It's important. And this is a point that I want to make. It says life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Be careful how you think because your life is shaped by the way you think. Life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Now I have this, and David Tripp is a uh, pastor, he's an author, 
And this is a quote from him. He says, no one is more influential in your life than you are because no one talks to you more than you do. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what I don't like about it is sadly because a lot of us talk negative to ourselves. Amen. But, you know, today is, today's message is going to be, uh, we're going to help us all, including myself, silence our negative self-talk with God's help. Let's pray. Father, oh my, you hear all of our thoughts. And so we ask you today by the power of your Holy Spirit that we would not be conformed to the patterns of this negative and sinful and broken world but we would be transformed by the renewing of our minds to help us to think on you. Help us to think what's true, pure, right, and God-honoring. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. How many would you, uh, of you would agree that, unfortunately, it seems like the world is becoming more negative and more negative than ever. I mean, I'm 69 years old, and boy, it has really kind of tanked, I would say. It's important. And the key is it's not just a practical problem. It's a spiritual problem. And we have to become aware of that. It's not just because, oh, this is just how it is. No, the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the eyes of unbelievers and the media and a lot of social media and newspapers televisions they're going to be just pumping you with stuff you know and you know as well as I do it just kind of seems to be spiraling down yeah, so it is a spiritual problem, and we have to be aware of who's behind it, and it is Satan. But it, the point is, he wants to capture your thoughts too. He wants you to think his way. But, you know, and why? Because he knows your thoughts are powerful. He knows that if you continually say the same thing over and over about yourself, you're going to start to live that way. But here's the good news. You and I, like just the word said, uh, Cindy said, you know, God spoke and said he's given us free will. You and I have incredible power over our thoughts. You think what you want. And so we have to be aware of what we think so we can train ourselves. Amen? Because life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Uh, and again, it's good news because you're not a victim of your thoughts. Yeah, hallelujah is right. When I started to get into the Word of God, what really became very apparent to me was my thinking was all messed up. Just messed up. And then by the power of the Holy Spirit, He would help me. And then I would say something, I'd think something, and then I came back to a point where I said, oh, I don't think this way anymore. 
I don't think this way anymore. I don't think this, and I would say, I think Bible, chapter and verse. Chapter and verse, chapter and verse. (laughs) Your thoughts are really powerful, and I want you to turn to Romans chapter 8. But we have power over our thoughts. We choose to think what we want to think. And we've all come into that negative loop, and we've been playing that negative loop way too long. Amen? All of us. Yeah. God was really showing this to me in the last couple of weeks, that my thinking has been stinking. Amen? Because the way you can, it can be a beautiful day, and the way you think can ruin it. We'll get to that because it's not just you. Your bad thinking is messing up. Look what it says in Romans 8, verse 5. We're going to look at verse 5 first. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. So what's he talking about? Is he talking about your skin, your flesh? No. He's talking about the, the nature of the, the sinful nature. You and I are born again. Our spirits are recreated. But our flesh is made from the earth. Yes. And we have old patterns that we still hold to that are wrong. (laughs) And so that's what it means. Those, Those who set their minds on the flesh, on our carnal being, on what the just what we want, our senses are completely driven. That's death. And look at what it says here in verse 6. This is really good. Here's the good news. But those who live according to the spirits have set their mind on what the spirit desires. So how does this affect us? How does it impact us? The mind of the flesh is what? Death. The mind of the spirit is what? Life and peace. So if you find yourself hurting, you find yourself feeling broken, if you find yourself being discouraged, <laughs> you could be thinking on the things of, the, of this world. Amen? Yeah. We just need to jump the track. We need to jump the track. And in order to jump the track, that we we have to know what the Bible actually says so that we can set our minds on the things of the Spirit. Amen? That means uh, you've got to do a little work. i got to do a little work. You know, I'm, I've been in this for a while, but I still have to do my part. And it's sneaky. Before you know it, there's been two or three days that you've been thinking in that negative loop. Negative loop. So I, what I want to do is, uh, in this message, I want to point out th- three things that I think can help us. It, the Number one, I want to show you that negativity not only hurts you, but it hurts your family, it hurts your relationships, it hurts your marriage, it hurts your values, it hurts the direction of your life. Your outlook, on and on and on and on. Amen? Uh, that's why I want to show that negativity is really hurting you. And unfortunately, too many of us are too used to thinking that way. But we're going to jump the track. 
2024 is going to be a different way because we're going to fight that negativity and we're going to start to think upon the things of God. We're going to apply the scriptures in our life and we're going to live out and experience the true life that Jesus Christ wants us to live out. Second thing I want you to do is to help identify specific areas of this negativity in our own mind. Those people who study this have four different categories, but and we'll get to that. The third thing I want to think about is our victory over this, and it's through the power of God, through the written word of God, and our minds being renewed through the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the living God. We can overcome this, amen. We can change from what is bringing death into experience true life, the life that God wants you to live, the peace that passes all understanding God wants us to live out. Amen? So why is negativity so toxic? Uh, it's because negative events, the, the people who've studied this out, and it's going to be probably, you're going to think of this too, that these negative events seem to be recalled easier than the good things. Anybody know that? You have to think a little harder. Yeah, that was fun. That was good. Oh, but that guy driving, you know. <laughs> they linger longer than positive thoughts. And so that means that we have to work. What do you think uh, spreads faster on social media? Positive or bad news? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. How about the television? What, are they, what's the, what do they sell? Good news or bad news? Yeah, I've heard this thing. If it, if it bleeds, it leads is what they want to say. <laughs> you know, if you have a presentation or you're back in children or you, you have an event that you're going to be working toward, you know, you, you get what the, uh, cortisol. What is, happens is uh, God has developed this thing in our brain that it, it's good until it's bad. <laughs> but this cortisol, when you're, piped up, you know, this is released in your brain, and it's good because you come, become more alert, and you're ready, and your brain seems to be functioning, but if you go too long on it, it it'll wear you out. It'll bring stress and everything, and so it's, it's important that you work at looking and holding on to the positive. I mean, you could be doing something, presenting something, and you know what? People will come up to you. You nailed it. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You just brought, that was really good. Five people could say that in your office. Then next thing you know, the one guy's complaining about it and says, that was dumb. Okay. Well, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, we are going to fall into this chronic negativity. <laughs> it's terrible, but you know what? It happens. It happens to everybody. And so we have to, we have to put ourselves in a place where we are actually understanding what we're thinking, catching our thoughts before they even start out. You catch your thoughts, you stop it before you start to speak it out. That takes work. And I'll tell you, when I first started this, it was crazy. I mean, it's almost like I'm constantly messing up on this. I'm thinking, 
whoa, man, I am a mess. Because I'm thinking wrong, thinking wrong, talking wrong. You know, it was, it was all negative. It really was. There's a part in your brain that you think a thought and you're able to think that thought again and again and again. It's just quicker. It's an easier thing to do. And if we're in the cycle, the loop of negativity, your brain automatically goes to that place where you start to think that way. That's how God designed it. But he's also given you and me a free will so that we can actually change the way we think and start to think the thoughts of God. This is important for us. You think that thought, it's easier for you to think that thought again, over and over and over. And if you're f thinking and focusing on the negativity, the more you hang around with negative people, come on. The more you're surrounded with criticism, come on. It becomes a habit. And none of us really like the habit. No, it's, it's, we, it's nasty. What we need to do is say, that's sin. If you label it sin, you're going to stay away from it. You'll catch yourself earlier and say, no, I'm not thinking that way. Thank you, Lord, for helping me, helping me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because this, this cycle of negativity becomes our default way we think. And it's destroying our lives. If it was bad, you know, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> can't trust anybody everybody's out for their own self you know? it's your default posture and that's not what God has brought in our lives if you're born again this is not what God wants to have happen in your life and it becomes a bad mental state what is it? it's, it's simply the mind of the flesh right? The mind of the flesh. I'm never going anywhere. I'm never going to be happy. You know, my life really doesn't matter. Then people get stuck there. And it, it's, you know, it, it's also, what's the words to the songs you listen to over and over and over and over again? Catchy tune. Yeah, but the words are poison. You've got to be careful. We've got to watch what we're doing because it's not just, oh, this is just how it is. No, you have an enemy who's trying to destroy you and he's looking for you to help him. And let's don't, let's don't help him anymore. And it means that we're going to have to take a strong stand. It really is. Because just like I said, you... You roll these thoughts over in your mind. Now it's easy to think this way. And our minds get lazy. Oh, and I'm back here. No, then you've got to stop saying, I don't think that way anymore. I don't think that way anymore. What about the social media you watch all the time? What do you hear all the time? Huh? What about the YouTube? YouTube make you feel left out, sometimes worthless. 
untalented, a nobody. Well, you're just listening to an algorithm. They know these things. They see what you're on. Oh, yeah, let's feed them more of that. The God of this world is in all of this. And we have to stop him from taking our territory. We need to kick him off of our territory. Because he's invaded. And we didn't even know it. Yeah, that's what you need to say. No trespassing. This is blood-bought. I'm blood-bought. Yep. Our thoughts are really powerful. They direct our lives. It's really important for us. And the good news is you and I have power over our thoughts. We get to choose what we think. Just like we get to choose what we say. Hallelujah. Remember what the spirit of faith is? I believe in my heart and I speak with my mouth. If you start to believe in your heart that you are worthless, you can't do, everything is bad, it's only going to get worse, and you start to say that out of your mouth, you're exercising faith. The devil knows how to work faith. And so he's just trying to help you ruin your life. You know, we've got to think of the scripture, all things are possible for him who believes. That goes both ways. So <laughs> I want to give those four categories that people who study this out know these things. <laughs> I just read about them. <laughs> the first one is called relational cynicism. What is it? <laughs> Cynicism is a general distrust for people and their motives. It's you can't trust people. They're going to take advantage of you. You know, everyone's out for themselves. You know, that, everybody's that way. No matter what you do, you know, everybody's looking for their own. There's no generous people. No, there's no benevolent people. No, you can't really trust anybody. That's relational cynicism. <laughs> you might say, yeah, well, that's... I got a finger on that one. Mm-hmm. That's me. Maybe, you know, let's, let's don't think, oh, I'm not that way, you know. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Lord, am I this way? It's, it's good to ask him, am I this way? Even when you don't think you are. Even if you're not, it's good. Lord, am I this way? He might tell you, no, you're not that way. He, he might be saying, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> The second category is called negative filtering. Oh, my. We just see what's wrong. Whatever's, you know, that's wrong. Just, hmm, vacation was bad. Let me show you what was bad about that vacation. Yeah. Let me tell you what's bad about that church. <laughs> Let me tell you what's bad about that. You overlook the positive, and all you do is find the negative. You just look for it. And that became a default position that you take. You trained yourself with the help of the devil just to attack and find out what doesn't work and why it doesn't work and it doesn't meet your standards. And this negative filtering, 
Lord, are we like that? We can be at times. Amen. I'm not saying to overlook the bad stuff, but I'm saying, is that your default thought? Is it? Help us, Lord. I'd like to go on vacation, Lord. <laughs> I won't complain, even if the drivers are bad. <laughs> the third category that they tell us about is absolute thinking. Polarizing thoughts. Everything's black and white. Don't know about you, but I think this world has gotten that more in the last few years than ever. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm blowing you off. Cancel culture. Right here. It's a social reality. We've got to remember, who's feeding people that? It's not God. It's our enemy. You might be right, but it doesn't make you righteous. Hello. <laughs> you might be right, but it doesn't make you righteous. You might be right, but you might be dead right. Are we this way, Lord? Are we? Help us, Holy Spirit. And the final one here is, is uh, the blame. There, I'm always the victim. <laughs> Go for it, John. <laughs> Somebody did something to you, and they messed up your plans, and you're the victim. Everybody's against you. The world's against you. Somebody took my toys. Where's my G.I. Joes? They're at the rummage sale. <laughs> Are we this way, Lord? Somebody took my seat. They messed up my whole day. They messed up my whole day. And here's the thing. What do we say? We can always go to this default thinking. need to judge ourselves here we need to know what we're thinking we've got to catch the enemy because he's sneaky he's really sneaky and you know what you're going to have to deal with him all your life on this earth even at the end of the millennial you're going to have to deal with him but there's going to come a time after that there will be no enemy whatsoever hallelujah you know when we're there when we're there, there won't be a carnal thought in your mind. Hallelujah. There won't be a single complaint you can make. It might make some people really quiet.
somebody, just don't say, oh, me. <laughs> but, you know, we can change our chronic thinking. And we can change that negative loop with the help of God. We can do it. Every single one of us, there is no one that has fallen so far that God and his love, his power, and his word can bring you out of the pit. Everybody thinks, well, I've had a bad day. I have a bad day. I have a bad day. I, my day is so bad. Well, if you look at 1 Samuel chapter, you don't have to turn there. 1 Samuel chapter 30. David. You know King David from the Old Testament? You guys know him? Yeah, he's a warrior king. He wrote a lot of the book of Psalms. Uh, he's leading a band of, of men. They're coming back from a fight. They're worn out. They're coming back to the place called Ziglag. Okay? And they come up and they come over the hill and they see the crest of the hill and they see their town is burning. burning down. Their town is burning down. They come, they find their wives, their children have been taken by the enemy. You thought you had a bad day? That's a bad day, friends. The Bible actually says that those the men, these warriors, cried so hard that they ran out of strength to cry anymore. Then it goes bad to worse. Because all these men say, we're going to stone you, David. What? He's the leader. He's the anointed king. They're going to kill him. But you know what? You know what the Bible says? It says that David found strength in the Lord his God. Your Bible might say he, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Instead of coming to a place where we chronically look at the negative, let's, let's, let's switch it over and encourage ourselves in the Lord. What did David say right there? Well, we don't know because it doesn't say. <laughs> However, we can look at what he wrote and find out where his mind would have gone. Go to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Do you know that this is a constant battle we have? Yeah, it's, and it's, you're empowered. Do you know what the Bible says? Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. I like that scripture. That helps me a lot. When I'm dealing with trash, that helps me a lot. You know why? Because I can be really hard on myself and tear myself down. Anybody? Or is it just me? Yeah. Nobody's hands went up, so I guess you guys are all good. I'll just preach to myself here. <laughs> Psalm 103. It's really likely that David said something like this as he was encouraging himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul. Don't forget his benefits. He pardons all my guilt. 
He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit. He's the one who crowns me with favor and compassion, who satisfies my years with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. So David says to himself, hey, my soul, that means your thought life. He's saying, no, I'm going to bless the Lord on my soul. He's, he's reviewing what God did to him, for him. He, he says, you've been anointed. God himself anointed you king. God himself has given you the strength to kill the lion and the bear. He gave you the faith to stand in front of Goliath. See, we remember God's faithfulness. And we find out who he made us to be as new creations. And where you do that, it's like, look at the in him scriptures. Because I'm in Christ. I'm not in me. I'm in Christ. And Christ is in me. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with God. That's what I'm going to do. It might sound weird. Like, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hmm. might stop you you might not be able to say uh, uh, the, the right uh, boy we all have had a past you see the Bible says we all sin and fell short of the glory of God but God says you give your life to him and he's made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus I look a lot better in Christ than I do out of Christ yeah, and sometimes when I'm in Christ, it's like unbelievable. It's like, what? You mean me? And he says, yeah, you, I did it. And so what we have to do is replace our old pattern with a new pattern. It's really important. You know, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Praise his holy name. He's saying, come on, self, get to it. You know, you have to sometimes take yourself by the back of your neck and pull yourself over here and say this is what we're doing not that because you know those patterns sometimes are hard to break can I hear an amen but we're not doing it in our own strength we're doing it by the power of the Holy Spirit David encouraged himself in the Lord and so what did he say you know it's because David said this in in Psalm 108, he, he said this in Psalm 86, 15. He, he says, but, you know, and, and here it is. And again, in Psalm 40, 145, verse 8, David says this, the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and rich in love. That's for you. That's for me. And God is just like he's saying, just like the word we said, I love you. I mean, it's like you're the only one. I mean, this is how incredible God is, that he loved you. And, is, you know, because we could say, oh, he loves the world. And somehow that bypasses us. Can I hear an amen? No, you need to understand that God, no, he loves you. He is gracious to you. He's slow to anger to you. He's rich in love to you. To you. See, he wants to build us up because we're his children. 
He wants us to acknowledge we are royalty. You are royalty. Doesn't get any higher than that, folks. You know, the Bible actually says he loves you as much as he loves Jesus. That kind of gives me goosebumps on the back of my neck. I mean, right here, right now. You know what he says? He says, you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Do you know the Bible actually says that we're raised up and made to sit together with him? You and I, in Christ, are sitting on the right hand of God the Father. I got goosebumps on the back of my head. <laughs> you know, it, David wasn't really inventive in his stuff, not real creative in his stuff with this, because you know who he's copying that from? He's copying it from God. Because God said it about himself in Exodus 34. So David knew that. And so David takes what God has said about himself and applies it to himself. He's gracious to me. He's compassionate to me. He's slow to anger. I really like that one. And he's rich in love with us. This is, this is it. This is it. You know, how did David do this? It's because he had God's word hidden in his heart hidden in his heart. You know, in Israel, the king, the priests were the only ones that had the written word of God. They had a copy of it. And so he studied that. He learned that. And so it was already hidden in his heart. And so he was able to draw that when the man he was leading wanted to kill him. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And we have to be like here, this will help you. We have to be like a cow. What does a cow do? <laughs> chews his cud. Cow takes a bunch of grass and then chews it, chews it, chews it, chews it. Then what's he do? He swallows it. Then he regurgitates it. And he chews it some more, chews it some more, chews it some more. And you know what that is? He's, why does a cow do that? Because he wants to get all the nutritious value out of it. And that word, meditate, in Hebrew, that word meditate, it can mean the same thing as renumerate. Rum, ruminate, scary. Same word. So what we do, we do the word of God in us and we roll it over around. We want to get all the spiritual nutrition out of that that we can. Because what happens is that that word of God... Jesus said is spirit and life, guess what it does? It becomes flesh in you, meaning you're living it out now. This is good stuff. This is really good stuff. I said this earlier that a few weeks ago I was having a lot of trouble, negative talk in my own self, you know, tearing myself down, doing stupid things. No, I didn't get arrested or anything like that. I just, <laughs> but you know I had to go back with some of the word of God that's been hidden in my heart and, and I, I you know in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 it says I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus 
I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away, all things become new, and all things are of God. I go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. These are things you roll around in your head. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that we, uh, we come uh, behind a no good gift. You come behind a no good gift. Here's what God tells us. You know, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I think is the last one, it says we have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. You need to be saying that too. You know why? Because that's what God says about you. Pastor Ben says he's our heavenly father. I don't want a G.I. Joe. I want this to be put in my heart. I want to know that I have the mind of Christ. I think proper. I think the mind of the spirit, not the mind of the flesh. Amen? Your thoughts are incredibly powerful and you have power over your thoughts. And we need help, don't we? Yeah, we need, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to do this because our enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy us. And if we start to agree with him, we're just sliding down a slippery slope. If, if we agree with God, the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. That's what I want. That's what I want for you. That's what Pastor Mamie and I, Pastor Ben, we want that for you. We want you to live above and not beneath. We want to see you blessed coming in and blessed going out. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. That's what we want. You know why? Because that's what God wants. And we have a part to play. We get to choose. Just like what Jesus said one time, or the scripture, I set before you blessing and curse. And then he gives us the answer. He says, choose blessing. Choose life. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I'll choose that one. <laughs> I want you to understand we're not victims. And we need to choose to see what God is actually doing and how he's working in our lives. We have to look at the positive here. It's too easy to look at the negative because the whole world is shoving it down your throat. And the Bible declares we're not of this world. We don't belong to this world. We're children of the living God. Amen? We need to see where God is working in other people's lives, in our lives. We need to choose to think the best about someone. Amen? We need to be kind and full of grace. And we need to express and show love. We need to serve one another. Amen? <laughs> we don't want to be conformed to the pattern of this world. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what, is, what the will of God is 
that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Let's pray. Father, we ask that by the power of your spirit that you would transform us as we renew our mind and encourage ourselves in you that we recognize and see your hand at work in our lives over the simple things and the difficult things. Oh, Lord, help us to think on the things above and not on the things of this world. Help us to think what is pure and lovely, excellent, and worthy of praise. Help us to be a voice of hope and life and point people to the goodness of your son, Jesus Christ. I ask that you set us free, heal our minds, renew our minds as we learn of you. Father, as a, as a church, as a, as a people, we want to ask you to forgive us for our, our thinking and our agreeing with the enemy. We hate that. We want to declare who we are and who you made us to be. We want to conform to your image, Jesus. And by your word, the power of your word and your very presence we can walk it out I ask that you would help us help us to examine what we're thinking so that we can change that negative loop into a positive loop and we can have our light shine to all the world to see We love you, Jesus. If you're here today and you, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm giving you that offer right now to make Jesus the Lord of your life. When you accept Christ, when you accept Jesus and his sacrifice, he'll forgive your sins. He will make you that new creation he will cause you to become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when the Father sees you, He sees you faultless and blameless as we continue in love. If you want that blessing and you've never had it, you know it. Because you're weighed down by sin. And that sin separates you from God. And Jesus is the only way back to a loving Father. If that's you, just simply raise your hand and I'll, we'll all pray a prayer. And you'll be born of His Spirit. Let's everybody pray this prayer. Father God, I'm finding out how good you are. Through your Son, Jesus, I can have forgiveness of my sins, complete acceptance by you, and I want that. I ask you, to help me. I ask you to forgive me. I am surrendering my life to you. My life is not my own. I give it to you. Help me to live for you from this day forward. 
I surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.